Galatians 5, 22 through 24, it says, But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of our sinful nature to the cross and crucified them there. And I think one of the hugest keys to living a life of fruitfulness is letting Holy Spirit in and heal the places in our lives that don't line up with what He says and who we are in Him. So I began to think about something in the Bible that really showed me a transformation. And right away, Paul popped into my head in his road to Damascus experience. So I want to kind of paraphrase on Acts 9, 1 through 19. So, you know, Saul's going around breathing threats, killing Christians. He stoned Stephen recently, and he's going around, and the whole group of new believers were very fearful of him. So there he is going to persecute more Christians on his way, and he comes to this great light that blinds him, and he hears the words, you know, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? So he's, and he's blinded and he eventually goes to uh, meet one of the believers that God led to Ananias. And all the believers are like, I'm not sure, like, is he pretending? Like, is he, you know, is he going to come kill us? And all of this. But you see this absolute transformation in Saul to Paul. And he becomes one of the greatest men known of our Christian faith in the New Testament, right? He goes, he goes and he's not afraid. He's not afraid to speak about God. He had called some of the disciples who had been with Jesus on stuff, you know. He was just so filled with boldness from a man who was this to a man completely transformed by the Holy Spirit. Acts 4, um, 14 through 22 is also about the disciples and their boldness and their faith. It says, standing there with the high priest was the man that had been healed. And there was nothing further that they could say. So they ordered them to leave the room while they discussed the matter among themselves. And they said, what should we do with these men? Everyone in Jerusalem can clearly see that they performed a notable sign and wonder, and we can't deny it. But to keep this propaganda from spreading any further among the people, let's threaten them and severely warn them to never speak to anyone in his name again. So they had them brought back in before the council and they commanded them to never teach the people or speak in the name of Jesus again. But Peter and John replied, you can judge for yourselves. Is it better to listen to you or to God? It is impossible for us to stop speaking about all of the things that we have seen and heard. And the men that they were coming before were the men, you know, the types of men who had literally crucified their Jesus, you know, and so these guys weren't just giving idle threats, they were really, really threatening them, and there was serious consequences, but they had been so filled with the Holy Spirit, when um, Holy Spirit fell in Acts, they were just filled with the spirit of boldness, they were filled with this, we can't do anything but spread the word to speak about Jesus, to you know, see, say to people the things that we see. Now, most of us have not had a crazy experience as much as like Paul, you know, but the Spirit of God 
wants to transform each and every one of us radically so that we change the atmosphere everywhere that we go, so that we are bearing good fruit, that we are just spreading the word and the gospel in boldness. We want to be in the world, but not of the world. We belong to a different kingdom. Matthew 5, 15 through 17 says, Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl, but instead they put it on a stand so it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they will see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. As pastors and leaders, we can keep telling you things to do or things you know, that are good for you or we can guide you, but the only person who can change you is Holy Spirit. The only person who can really do anything is Holy Spirit through you. And so it's our job to keep pointing you back. Go to Holy Spirit. Go to Jesus. And you know, he's going to change you. We want to get rid of us being our own thermostat, which goes up and down with our feelings and our emotions. And we want to let Holy Spirit be our thermostat. So that's proper, you know, just thinking about like an old building like we were yesterday with very old, you know, thermostat, but now it's continually connecting to Holy Spirit, so we're getting those upgrades, we're getting, you know, the best, so we can have the best cool air or this heat in the winter. <laughs> Connecting to the vine is the only way. And I thought about how easily it is to equate our devotional time to our time with Holy Spirit. So we set out or we slot out a time in the morning. We had our time with God, now we're gonna go about our day. But the Holy Spirit wants to be a part of our every single moment. Who has ever gone shopping here with God, anyone? <laughs> there's, some, there's some amazing things I've seen, like, like Holy Spirit, please, this is what I am looking for. Could you help me find it? And I've had moments where God like led me to something, or you know, they're like, oh, it's two ninety nine, and it was thirty, and you're like, hallelujah, <laughs> the Lord is with me. <laughs> My mom's like that. She has these shopping gifts. She's always like, I found this for this break, and I got this, you know. And Holy Spirit showed me this. I was like, dang, like, come on, girl, give me some of that. <laughs> dates with Jesus, and uh, Jonathan Puddle was sharing with the kids in kids' ministry where he really felt like God told him to go and have a date with Jesus, and so he went on Valentine's Day to the K, and he literally ordered a meal for Jesus in front of him, and he's like, people were looking at me like I was so weird, but I felt like God said, Jonathan, if you're not ashamed of me in public, then I'm going to use you in public, you know? And so it was a really cool thing, and all the kids were telling me about it. So excited! I'm like, Jonathan, we on a date with Jesus, <laughs> you know? But it's so good, you know. And I remember there were times where I had these crazy encounters with God, and you know, I was like so in love, and I was like, I actually had dates with Jesus. But then you get busy, right? You fall out of that, and you're like, No, I don't want to fall out of that place. I want to get back to that place. We don't want to give God a sliver of our time, but we want to let him be a part of it all. And I'm learning that more and more. Because you know, there, when, before I had kids, it was very easy to let God be
be a part of it all. You know, sometimes then you have kids and you're like, oh man, the day just went by. Where did it all go? Oh no, I haven't really heard what Holy Spirit's been saying to me today. And I think a lot of it is that verse in the Bible that says, be still and know that I'm God. And that just slowing down sometimes. I think, especially in the cities, right? We're very fast-paced and we go, 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 go. But it's just taking that time to be still. And just, yeah, you're speaking, aren't you? What are you saying to me, you know? Um, Darren Wilson had, do you know, anyone know who Darren Wilson is? So he's, he did the Finger of God film, Furious Love, Father of Lights, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost Reborn. And they're these amazing films, I really recommend them. And uh, in one of the films, um, he goes to this man in India, and every morning this man in India wakes up and he follows God around. Like literally, God, where do you want me to go? Okay, where do you want me to go now? Where do you want me to go? And they follow this guy with a camera for a day or two, and it was crazy the encounters he was having, and I was like, whoa, that's amazing. And sometimes you think, oh, well, that's for him, like, he's got this crazy connection. But, like, God wants that for all of us. And these films are a lot about, basically, what the Holy Spirit's doing in the earth and how God is moving. They're really amazing. God wants to move in power, not just through leaders in the church or specific people, but he wants to raise up a body who is impacting this earth through Holy Spirit. And I was, I was sitting this morning having breakfast, and I've, I've, I've heard this before, but I was like, man, whole ministries can be run without Holy Spirit. Whole entire movements can be run without Holy Spirit. You know, and, and they can be based on the Word, they can be based on Jesus, but then we get so far and so busy in our direction and our call and our vision and we're going that we had Holy Spirit at the beginning, but then we kind of just forgot him along the way. And I don't want to be like that. And I just want to keep coming back to, have your way, Holy Spirit. This is your church. You know, and I was going through a hard time a while ago, and I was crying. And, and I was going to call some people and, you know, have my little rant or whatever. And I just decided, no, I'm going to go to Holy Spirit. And right away, I was just like, Holy Spirit, what do you have to say to me? And he was like, who builds your church? Not you. <laughs> and like, all of this, just lay it all down. Lay it all down. You know, let me build it. And I will give you the things. And he's like, you haven't even asked. Like, you have all of these things that are coming at you. All of these hardships. But why don't you just ask me? <laughs> I was like, oh yeah. So I wrote a whole page after that. Of God, I need this. God, I want this for the church. God, I want to see this. And I just felt a whole peace just come. Um, like, a breakdown into total peace. I'm like, okay, I give it back to God. He builds this church, and I want him to build this church. I don't want to build this church, because I know what I build will not stand, but what he builds will last. I love what Adam said last week in his message on courage, that David kept putting himself in situations for God to move. David didn't just stay as a shepherd, but he literally went to bring his brother's rape food. And he was just like, put himself in that situation. Like, guys, why are you letting Goliath challenge you? You know, and, and over and over again, it's like, we can get so comfortable and so stuck that we're not allowing God to show up and show off, really, you know? And, and God wants us to do that more. 
to put ourselves in situations where he has to show up. It's scary. And I remember Adam saying, are we going to be on this side of the fence, or are we going to cut that fence down and go over there, you know? <laughs> Who has known someone that's so filled with joy that they just lighten the mood of everyone around them? I have one of those friends. And he's just a ball of joy. I'm like, do you ever stop smiling? Like, he's just like, he's like a big kid. I love it. If we look back on our walk with God, are we growing? Are we bearing more fruit? Or are we just staying the same? Are we upgrading the thermostat by filling ourselves with the Holy Spirit continually? Are we filled with love? Do we have a peace that passes all understanding? Do we have hope and faith? These are questions that I ask myself. I know I'm so much more loving than I ever was years ago and how far I've come, and that's really an encouragement. You know, when hard times come your way, and like, oh, I know what I did then, and I've come so much farther, yes, or I got, I was crying, but then I went to Holy Spirit, and he gave me peace again. Yes, I wouldn't have done that five years ago, you know? It's encouraging. And the amazing thing is that we can keep going further and further and further, and there is no end. And growing up in like, for, for a bit of my life in, in a very conservative church up until I was around 10 or 11 years old, I didn't know Holy Spirit. And I, I've always had that longing of, I don't want to live the mediocre life, there's got to be more. You know, it's, it's like this longing that God puts in the heart of man. You know, in every single person, we have this longing for more. But it's only meant to be filled with the Holy Spirit because we're vessels, right? And so it's just continually getting filled up. Because obviously we give out, so we have to refill up. I don't want to just seek God when I need Him, but I want to hang out with Him and I want to become like Him. When, you know, when two people hang out all the time, they start to talk like each other and act like each other. I remember my sister had a friend that lived with us for a while, and her name was Melissa. And they started like sounding like each other in clothes, and it was it was a little annoying because it wasn't Holy Spirit, it was the other ones. <laughs> but it's just like, yeah, like the more that we hang out with him, you know, it's like may your your face shine with the glory of God. Like when Moses came down from the mountain, his face was like glowing with the presence. May we look and sound like Jesus. And looking and sounding like Jesus doesn't mean that we're always going to get accepted. He was rejected, right? It says, you know, that we will know trouble, that we will know rejection because he was rejected. But it's continually loving even when people don't love us back. And that's what really, that's really Holy Spirit because anyone can love someone who loves them, right? Like it says in the Word. It's so hard to love the ones that are just constantly annoying you or driving you crazy or just being nasty, right? And it's only through Holy Spirit that we can truly love them. God wants to move in power through his people. And if I'm honest, I don't have enough of it in my own life. I'm still longing for more. And I'm realizing, you know, with my kids, i got to stop, you know, just taking that time in the morning, but I need to fight for it all throughout the day. And, and good habits take hard work, don't they, sometimes, of, of going at it, going at it, going at it, till 
it becomes natural. I want people to recognize us as people who have been with Jesus. In 2 Corinthians 4, 6 through 14, it says, For God, who said, Let the light shine out of darkness, has made his light shine in our hearts, to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in dis despair. We are persecuted, but not abandoned. We are struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry in our body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that his life may be revealed in our mortal body, so that death is at work in us. But life is at work in you. So we're continually dying to our bad stuff. We're getting rid of, you know, the anger. We're getting rid of that stuff. And we're instead choosing to fill ourselves with the fruit of the Holy Spirit. You know, in that moment where I'm feeling completely overwhelmed. And then I go to Holy Spirit and I get that supernatural peace. That still I have all these issues to deal with. Still I have all this hard stuff. But I've given it back to Holy Spirit. And I trust I trust that he's going to take care of it, so I have peace. Or I feel like I look at that person and I don't feel love, and then I ask Holy Spirit, show me how you see them. And it changes everything. I learned more and more that we need to submit to Holy Spirit as a teacher. You know, we we're never done with me, you know, learning how to love well enough or anything. You know, it's continually from glory to glory. So I think it's really good to ask the Holy Spirit things like this. Teach me how to love. Show me the hope that you have for me. Build up my faith where I'm lacking it. Teach me how to live in your peace and not my fickle feelings. Show me how to live a life of abundant joy no matter what the circumstances are around me. Strengthen me and help me with self-control, Lord. Show me how to be kind and patient when it's the last thing that I want to do. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Holy Spirit is waiting to be asked. He's waiting to be used. And he wants to be a part of our every day. And no one will ever regret giving up control to Holy Spirit. I know that. Because he brings life. He makes us, you know, we're saying that you make my heart come alive. He really does. I would have loved to like, do this as a skit. I was thinking of like bringing in a bed and doing it all. I'm like, I'm so pregnant. Yeah, I'll do skits after I have this baby. <laughs> so I just want you guys to close your eyes. And this was um, a dream that my small group leader from Wyman had. And she shared it with our small group. And it really impacted me. And I still think of it to this day. So she was dreaming. And she, so in this dream, she was sleeping. And the Holy Spirit was in her room excited for her to wake up and acknowledge him. So all of a sudden her alarm goes off and she presses the snooze button. And Holy Spirit's like, no, I wanted you to see me. Okay. So he's waiting, he's waiting. She puts a pillow over her head. And then finally she gets up, all groggy, 
And she gets out of bed, Holy Spirit's standing there like, good morning. And she doesn't hear him and walks right past him. She goes through it, the routine of her day. And all the while he's following her around. And he's saying beautiful things to her. He's telling her things. He has all of these things for her, but all day long she's just in the moment and she's going through all of these things and she doesn't even notice that he's there. And he's just smiling at her and joyful and longing for her to hear his voice. And that impacted me so much because it made, it made me realize, you know, it's true. It really is. Holy Spirit's there. He's omnipresent. He's with us every moment of the day. He's always speaking. But we just are so busy and there's so much noise, right? That we aren't being still. We aren't asking him any questions. You know, and he just longs to be with you. Each and every one of you, he created. He knit you together in your mother's womb, and he longs to connect to his children. And finally, in her dream, she read a few verses in her Bible, and he's so excited to talk to her about it. And she quickly then moves on with her day. It really convicted me how easy it is to dwell all day on a lie, sometimes or an insecurity, instead of just tapping into the Holy Spirit. How easy it is to get caught up in the busyness that we don't connect with him. And I'm just as guilty as of that. But something I realized too is that I we don't want to feel guilty for not spending time with him that it keeps us away. You know, there were so many times where I was like, oh, I didn't spend time with God this week. And we know when, when I was freaking out when I was younger. And then I was like, oh, like he's going to be so angry at me that I was kind of like fearful to come to him because I didn't really know the Father's love back then. And it's just like, no matter how long you've been away, no matter what you've done, he's right there welcoming you back. That's who he is. Mike Bickle said this, your capacity to receive is based on your hunger to pursue. I want to say that again. Your capacity to receive is based on your hunger to pursue. I love that. And he also said something years ago when I was in Kansas City that I heard that has always impacted me. And he said, how amazing it is for this generation to be so full of distraction. Like there's never been a generation ever to have as much distraction as you guys do. Who's like, you know, internet and, and even more than when I was a teenager. Now they're like, you know, it's like they, they do these parodies of people who are walking around with their phone but not talking to the people in front of them, right? It's just like all of these distractions and you choose Jesus instead of it all. And I, I go back and think about that every once in a while. Like how amazing is it that you have more distractions than any generation has ever had, more temptation than any generation has ever had. But instead, you choose, I want Jesus more than all of it. It's easy to fall into a relationship with God as feeling tedious or hard when we just keep doing the same things, but we're not really connecting. So we read a chapter a day, you know, and, it, and it's good, but we're not really asking the Holy Spirit, reveal what you're saying to me, you know? And so, more than our Bible reading our prayer time is experiencing the real change. 
seen him move in our lives. You know, when God moves through you, you just can't help but be passionate. You know, you look at people like Todd White, you look at people like Heidi Baker and stuff, and God is moving through them continually. And these people are so in love with Jesus, it's like conviction just being around them. But it's, it's, they're just constantly connecting to the Holy Spirit, especially like they're going to hard situations and they're like, Holy Spirit, you have to move. So I have to connect to you. Isabel Allen, um, she's, a, she's got a church in um, London and she's an amazing prophet. And she came, she comes to the school of ministry and teaches on the prophetic. And she challenged the SOM students in my school by saying, guys, I'm glad that you're having your devotional time with God. And that's really good. But I challenge you, what are you doing with the extra 16 hours or something of your day? That's when I want to see how your relationship with Jesus really is. And I was like, dang, I am so convicted right now. You know, it's so good. I'm like, yes, you did your devotional time and you're like, check, you know, but it's not. It's living with the vine, connected to it. I can do no thing apart from him. So easy to slot, slot it into our day. You know, and, and growing up in a conservative church that I grew up in, it was very taught, have your devotionals, have your devotionals, have your devotionals. But we weren't taught to actually commune with the Holy Spirit at all. So I grew up very, like, you know, proper Christian little girl, but I just felt like, you know, there's something missing. And there was something missing. I felt for years this hunger and this feeling, you know. This, there's got to be more than this. And I remember crying out to God, you know, as I'm into my 20s and, you know, my late teens, I started just crying out, God, I don't want to do this anymore without you. Like, show me who you are. I need more. And I actually ended up falling into a depression because I was so desperate for this longing that I felt, but I didn't know how to satisfy it. And I didn't know, you know, how to connect with the Holy Spirit. No one had really taught me that. And so I ended up going to catch the fire. And they started teaching us about Holy Spirit. And I ended up being able to speak in tongues and I experienced Holy Spirit and it changed everything. And then Adam and I, just after we got married, we went to school ministry. And it was just like, he's, God is so much more loving than I ever imagined. You know, coming without Holy Spirit, you read the, the, you know, the Bible through a filter, and you see like, well, God was really angry in the Old Testament, right? And a lot of people feel that who haven't experienced God's heart, truly. And so I began to experience Him, and I, I remember hearing God laugh for the first time. And I was like, or He like told me something funny, and I was just like, whoa, like, and, and I started like connecting in my mind things like, He actually did create laughter. But like, it was really hard to connect. Like God created fun, he wants us, he created pleasure, he thought of our taste buds, right? And like all of the different, he did these things for us and he's so much more good than I ever imagined. That's why I love to keep singing and I think a lot of the charismatic church where you say God is good all the time because it's like we've experienced it and it's just like you can't stop saying how good he is and he's so much better than I ever imagined. 
the Holy Spirit began to erode my bad theology. He began to take away those bad filters and the lies and the vows and the things that I thought that he was. And he began to show me his heart through Holy Spirit. And I fell in love with Jesus and it absolutely radically changed me. I realized that I was a mistake, that I was good enough, and that God had good things for me. And he wants that for each of you and for each of you to bring to this world. Everything good and perfect comes from the Father. The Holy Spirit is alive in you. He is speaking. He is powerful. He is the healer. He is a comforter. He is a miracle maker and he is a transformer. Not like a transformer in the movie, but like he transforms lives. <laughs> yeah, just so you know, just in, just in case. You never know. He's a listener, he's a giver of good things, and it goes on and on, all the things that Holy Spirit can be to us. I, I have a, like a little, uh, what do you think, like a sign that goes on the internet or something, on my computer, and it said, God is, or the Holy Spirit is God's muscle in you. So keep using that muscle, and it gets stronger and stronger, and it's so true. Acts 2.39 says, For God's promise of the Holy Spirit is for you and your families, for those yet to be born, and for everyone whom the Lord our God will call to himself. Romans 8.11 says, The Spirit of God who raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives in you, and just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit that is living in you. John 4, 14 says, But if anyone drinks the living water that I give them, they will never thirst again. They will be forever satisfied. For when you drink the water that I give, it becomes a gushing fountain of the Holy Spirit and springs up, flooding with endless life. That's a promise when we connect with the Holy Spirit. That we will be flooding with endless life. And how many of us want this? And how many are not experiencing this, right? We're not getting enough of Holy Spirit, so we need you more Holy Spirit. John 14, 26 says, When the Father sends the Holy Spirit, the one who is like me will set you free. He will teach you all things in my name, and he will inspire you to remember every word that I've told you. That's an amazing promise. Romans 12, 2 says, Stop, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through the total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life that is satisfying and perfect in His eyes. There are so many things that we can learn about Holy Spirit, and we can read them in the Bible, but there's also experience in it on a daily basis for ourselves. There's nothing like actually experiencing it, right? You can watch a boxing match, match, but till you get punched in the eye by that man, you will never know exactly what it felt like, right? <laughs> Jesus said to his disciples in John 16, 7, I think, like, wow, like, Jesus is going away and he's like, it's better for you to have Holy Spirit than me. And they're like, we literally have you in the flesh. Like, we want to spend time with you every day. He's like, no, I have to go because Holy Spirit's even better. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. 
It is to your advantage, to your advantage that I go away. That seems crazy. It's to your advantage that I go away, said Jesus. For if I don't go away, the helper will not come, but if I go, then I will send him to you. The Holy Spirit is longing to reveal itself to each of us more. He has a revelation to give each and every one of you that's personal. Jesus and the Holy Spirit and God are personal to each person. They want to produce good fruit in us. And he doesn't want to be a small part of your life, but the thermostat of your life, the complete control of your life. You know, and he doesn't want someone telling you that 18 isn't good enough. You let the Holy Spirit tell you what's good. <laughs> I forgive you. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we're all being too cold. Uh, Holy Spirit, we just thank you so much that you built this church, that you are here. Holy Spirit, we want to connect with you. Teach us how to be still and know that you are God. I had a dream the other night and I just heard, actually it was Tim Hughes and Matt Redmond and they were singing over and over again. I want to know you, Lord, like I know a friend. And I kept saying, I want to know you, Lord, like I know a friend. And I woke up and I was like, is that Timmy's song? And then I was like, no, wait a second, it's Simple Gospel by United Pursuit. But if you ever, good thing for connecting with Holy Spirit, I find is listening to United Pursuit. It's one of my favorite bands. They say the things that I'm belonging, the depths of my heart. Like the song Simple Gospel, it's so different than every other song out there. It's just like, that I could box you in, but I've laid down my religion, you know. I've been told that I don't measure up. I've been told that I'm not good enough, but you're here with me. I want to know you, Lord, like you know, friend. It's just like, God, not only does he want to be our brother, our God, but he wants to be in friendship with us. And that's, I think, the best picture that I can leave you with is that vision that that girl showed me that she had, you know, all throughout her day, Holy Spirit just following her around wanting to speak. All day, he's just wanting to tell her things, and that's what he's doing with each of us. So, Papa, I just pray with distractions. But we would let you into the distractions. Pray this even for myself, Papa, that you would help me to not get so busy that I miss what you're saying and what you're doing. Holy Spirit, would you come right now and fill each of us from our head to our toes? Something I say all the time is have your way. Would you have your way, Holy Spirit, in us? know you as we know a friend. 